Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Here's the 0-2. And Reese swings, hits one high in the air, straightaway center Get field. Up. Turning is Allen going Get back. Up. He looks up at yeah. the wall, and it is gone. Dead central for Reese Hoskins. It's his fourth hit of the night. And it's a two-run, 10th-inning homer. And the Phillies lead it 4-2. to two. Good morning, everybody. It is, well, a couple minutes after 10 as we get the show here today. And there you hear it last night. The Phillies win it in extra innings, score 2 and a 10th. Beat the Pirates 4-2. to two. They are now 53-47. and 47. They own, well, kind of. That last playoff spot. I'm Glenn Mack now joined today and very excited to be joined today by my new Saturday partner, Philadelphia Inquirer columnist, local boy, Mike Sealski. Mike, welcome to the station. Glenn, I am so excited about it. It's a good start. You got to turn the mic. There you go. Where is it? (laughs) He got you. I'll tell you next break, but he got you. Moshe got you. You're on. (laughs) Cheltenham guys pulling pranks on me. Jeez. (laughs) Um, No, thank you, Glenn. I'm uh, I'm excited to be here. Um, I guess I'm getting hazed on my first day, uh, and that's a that's a good way to begin. Yeah. Anyway, you uh, moving forward. In case people did not hear the announcement earlier this week, every Sunday I will be with my old pal, my original WIP partner, my good friend Jody McDonald. I'm very excited about that. And every Saturday, right here with Mike Sealski, which I find very exciting, Mike. And I said this the other day um, when I announced, uh, and you were with me on Angelo's show, that you were joining us. I really appreciate that management of this station came to me when Ray retired and said, well, what do you want to do? And uh, there really were the two things I wanted to do. I wanted to work with Jody again, and I wanted to present somebody who is new to the audience, who's a writer first. Uh, you're a columnist who does very compelling work, has strong opinions uh, and I think uh, I think it'll be great. I'm really looking forward to this. I am too, Glenn. Uh, as I said the other day too, when we were on with Angelo, I am under no illusions that my size nine feet are going to fit into Ray Dinger's Joel Embiid sized shoes. <laughs> but all I can do is try to uh, approach and match the uh, the level of excellence that you guys established in this show. So well, I'll do my best. I'm looking forward to it. And by the way, Ray is going to join us today at noon for a little guest appearance, kind of a special uh, Scheib sports moment that nobody is better than Ray to set up. All right, let's talk about yesterday night's game and what it means. We saw that, uh, we heard the home run by Hoskins, hit four in the game. Nice job by Bailey Falter, of all people, who's probably... 
I hope is out of a job in a couple of days. Goes <laughs> goes six strong. Uh, nice finish by Connor Brogdon. All these names. All right. So Mike, they've won three in a row. They won four of the last five. As I said, as of now, they they're uh, a little ahead of St. Louis for that final wild card spot. And here we are, um, two days ahead of the trade deadline. Um, what do you think? I think Dave Dombrowski's history as a general manager suggests that he's absolutely going to make a move. I don't think anybody would dispute that the Phillies need to make a move. The primary question is, what move do you make? Uh, Do you try to improve the defense? Do you get a contact hitter? I know there was a lot of discussion on the station earlier this week about the move the Yankees made. you know, to add to their lineup and all yeah, of that. Ben Intendi, who's a nice, nice player, very nice player. Yes, very nice player. But I think the consensus, and I think uh, the way the Phillies are thinking, based on uh, everybody who's around the team and the way they're talking about it, is you got to help the back end of the rotation. Uh, you've got two top of the line starters, and Zach Wheeler, and sometimes Aaron Nola. So who do you go get, and what are you willing to give up to get them? Uh, we were talking about this before the show. I'd be willing to give up one of their three main prospects that they have in the low minor leagues three terrific young pictures the one i would not be willing to give up or at least least willing to give up would be andrew painter Mm -hmm. uh, who's dominating uh down at single a uh and is 19 and looks like a a budding star okay but uh but you've got to do something because you are in the thick of it and your payroll is through the roof and the expectation is with this general manager with the franchise at this position and state it's in right now, you've got to make a move. Yeah, and I think what you said um, about the position the franchise is in is, is important because they have the 200, how much is the payroll this year? 200-something million dollar payroll. Yep. And the owner doesn't want that payroll to miss the playoffs. You're you know, in for a dime, in for a dollar. So if you've gone this far, you can't sit still at the trade deadline. Let me just, uh, just to, to whet people's appetite. On this day, in previous years, 2009, Phillies got Cliff Lee from Cleveland. That was a fine day for Phillies fans. Yes, it was. 2010, on this day, Phillies get Roy Oswalt from Houston. That was a fine day. Less fine than Cliff Lee, but still fine. All right. 2011, on this day, and gosh, I remember where I was. I was at Eagles practice doing a show with Rob Ellis because it was the same it was the same day the Eagles got Namdi Asamoa and the Phillies got... Hunter Pence. Correct. And Good game. Let's eat. <laughs> yeah. Well, it worked for a while. It did. It did work for you a know. while. He was a productive player here. He really was. It's uh, in a way, I think it's in a way it's kind of a shame because the the franchise took it started taking its downturn. Yeah. Not long after he arrived. God, worst swing I ever saw. Worst fundamental swing I ever saw in a good major league player. And he was a good major league player. All right, we got rumors, we got rumors, we got rumors. First of all, last night, big trade in Major League Baseball, baseball All-Star, uh, right-hand pitcher Luis Castillo goes from the Reds to the Mariners. They got a bucket of prospects, including Seattle's top five. I'm not in a position to assess how good Seattle's prospects are. Luis Castillo, you, I infer from what you said, again, he's an all-star. You're thinking less than that. What do you Give me like a comp of like something that people would know, because I have mine. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this before the show. Um, you know, in 2006, when the Phillies were trying to make a run, Pat Gillick went out and got Jamie Moyer, mm-hmm. who was probably a little bit above what I think the expectation ought Still to pitching, be. Still pitching, I believe. <laughs> I think he is, <laughs> um, at age 77. Yeah. Um, but that's a little beyond, I think, what 
people ought to expect from the Phillies at this stage. You know, one name that's um, that's interesting that's being batted around a little bit. My colleague at the Inquirer, Scott Lober, mentioned this. Noah Syndergaard from the Angels uh, oh, is out there. Man. Once upon a time, yeah, exactly. I would not have put him in that. Once, oh, I, you know, man, I lo- he was with the Mets, so I didn't love him to succeed. But he was so fun to watch. He was a oh. lot of fun to watch. Always know. hurt. Yeah, Thor, right? Yeah, One of the great nick- oh, nicknames in baseball, flowing blonde hair um, and all that. Yeah, but I think you, you got to go. That's kind of the tier you're looking at. Um, and I know your. I think your name is a perfect uh, kind of analogy for where we are. Fat Joe, yeah, absolutely. Fat Joe Blanton, mm-hmm. bringing another one of those. That's and, and that is what they need. They have the one and the two starter. Um, who's? I mean, I guess we're living with Ranger Suarez. We're, I think you're going to have to, right? Okay. And so if you get four starters, you're okay in the playoffs. Uh, the name that came up a lot last night was John, uh, John Heyman put out was Zach Plesac of Cleveland. Um, who is is going to cost you a lot? Yeah, he is, and you know, you look at his numbers and the track of his career. You say, why does a guy like that, who's a very solid, respectable pitcher, why is he going to cost a lot? But as you just said, you look at what the Mariners gave up to get Luis Castillo. I believe it was their number one overall prospect, their number three overall prospect, their number five overall prospect. That's the market right now. And if you're the Phillies, if you're Dave Dombrowski, are you really in a position to walk away from having to give up that much to get what you need in the... All right, so your bottom line is you would give up anybody but Painter. Yes. That's your untouchable. Yes. Okay. My bottom line is I would give up Painter. If I can get somebody who I can control for, for, you know, a couple of years. I'm not going to do it for one-year rental, but if I can get it for somebody who I think is going to be a, a top top, top three pitcher in my rotation for the next two or three years, I'll do it because I, I, I'm not a prospect hoarder. I mm-hmm. think that with prospects, when I look, I, I know it can backfire. I mean, I, you know, I'll go way back and tell you Doyle Alexander for John Smoltz yep. did not work out for the Detroit Tigers, okay? And there are certainly many examples of that. But there are more examples. If we go back and look at those trades the Phillies made, that Ruben made, and before him, um, uh, Pat Gillick. Thank you, Gillick made. So many of those, it's like, oh my God, we can't give up like this nap guy. He's going to be great. Does the name Kyle Drabeck mean right. anything? Right, Kyle Drabeck. His father was great. He's going to be great. Well, he wasn't, and they get hurt, and so on. And remember, listen, Sixto Sanchez looked like he was going to be something special, and the poor kid, he's never can pitch. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not hoarding prospects. I want to make the playoffs, even if they get knocked out in the first round. It's been a more than a decade since this franchise made the playoffs. It's the second longest drought in baseball, the longest being Seattle, Seattle. who traded yesterday for Luis Castillo. I'm in, pal. <laughs> I am in. You know what? Honestly, Glenn, I might be scarred uh, as somebody who has covered franchises in this town who either couldn't develop prospects over time mm-hmm. or traded away ones who became excellent mm-hmm. with other organizations. I'm thinking of the Phillies. I'm thinking of the Flyers. So that probably is informing some of my hesitation here to give yeah, up these prospects. I'm in. I'm doing it, and I want to make the playoffs and everything else be damned in Dombrowski. Make a deal! Make a deal! <laughs> what are we? It's uh, Monday. Do we know what time, Mosh? Noon? Three? Something like that. Whatever. We're like 52 hours away from it. Let's get something done. Uh, 215-592-9494 if you want to check in. All right, let us switch to your Philadelphia Eagles. There is in this city a a very strong sense of optimism about that. Sat down earlier this week, read my Philadelphia Inquirer, Mike Sielski column. You 
share that optimism. Give it to me in a nutshell. I would not expect the Eagles to reach or win the Super Bowl this season. However, given the moves they made in the offseason, given the young core they already had, it would not completely shock me if they did. Boil down, that's where I come down on this. Hmm. I think I would say I give them a 60% chance to win the division. I give them a 50% chance to win a playoff game. I give them a percent chance to make the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Not Which quite. I don't know. And and you know who said it so well yesterday was was Kelsey. Um, oh yeah. When he he and by the way, uh, Channel Six uh, did put that dirty word on the air last night. They did. Yeah, I don't think they meant to. Wow. They, they, I don't mean to rat out Channel Six. I like Channel Six. I watch Channel Six, but but they're doing it like Jason Kelsey has something to say. He said, "Every time people think we're going to be, burp, we're good, <laughs> and then every time people think we're going to be." And they ran the word. Wow. We're bad. Rated our local news. I don't think they meant to do that. Anyway, um, however, anyway, the thing with, with football more than anything, it's it's a war of attrition, right? Yes. And guys get hurt, and it, lo- it looks like a good season can be down. But I think they're going to be good. I think 11-6. and six, I know the, the over-under is 9.5. Yeah, that's Why su- is that? That surprises me. I think. The doubts and hesitations about Jalen Hurts uh, play into that uh, over-under being what it is. Uh, but I'm with you. I think 11-6 and six kind of should be the bar of expectation for this team, given that they went 9-8 and eight last season, given that their schedule on paper looks to be as weak as it is. Um, they made enough additions in the offseason and just naturally improved that they should be better. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Um, you wrote a, you're the column you wrote earlier this week, and I know you, you kind of, you approached it gently and gingerly, but everybody in this town who is an Eagles fan remembers 2004 as the year we all went to Lehigh. Yes. And it was a crazy scene with the, they signed Javon Curse, who at the time was the best young pass rusher in the NFL. Didn't quite pan out, but, you know, still was productive here, was part of that team. And then the whole T.O. thing happens, and he comes in, and that's what they needed. We needed a wide receiver. They got the greatest wide receiver in the league, and it was insane, and it was a great year. And you, my friend, evoked 2004. I did. What the hell are you thinking? (laughs) Well, I'm thinking that the two big moves of the Eagles offseason were signing a pass-rushing defensive end slash linebacker in Hassan Reddick and making a major trade for uh, a top-flight wide receiver in A.J. Brown. I think those that 2004 uh, team and this 2022 team are at different stages of their development. I mean, part of the reason that that 04 preseason and training camp, as you mentioned, was so wild. I mean, it was like a, the magical mystery tour it, or something. The, the line of cars was so insane. Remember, there was one day Andy Reid couldn't get there. 25,000 people on uh, a Friday morning at Lehigh. Uh, it was great, and we broadcast from there. It was phenomenal. It was crazy, but that team had been building to that, and there had been so much disappointment and exhilaration over the previous three or four years, and now they get cursed, now they get Owens, and it's Super Bowl or bust. This situation obviously is different. I think that there are expectations, and as Kelsey pointed out yesterday, often when there are such expectations, the Eagles disappoint, and when there aren't any expectations, they uh, go ahead and and have a season that makes everybody happy. Um, But this is a good football team. 
uh, Howie Roseman had an excellent offseason in terms of improving what this team needed to improve. I think the two question marks, as everybody has said, and I'm not breaking any news here, are Jalen Hurts and Jonathan Gannon. And that's the wild card right there. Now we will get into those. 215-592-9494. Let's talk to Chuck in Worcester. You're on with uh, Glenn and Mike. Boy, it's going to take me a while to say that. You're on with Mike Sealski and Glenn Mack now. Hey, Chuck, how are you? I'm good. Listen, uh, Mike, I just wanted to call and say I was a coach in baseball at Mathacton for 20 years while you were a student at Upper Dublin. And I just want to mention something to you that with good stock you came from. Jeff Huddleston, Lou Lombardo, you you were among some very, very good people, and I'm sure you know that. Oh, I absolutely do, Chuck. I mean, these guys are terrific. And and something you probably also know, that during that period you were there, Lower Marion, Upper Dublin, and State College were the three top schools in the state for the uh, ACUME uh, uh, college board scores. I'm sure you know that also. I had an incredible education at Upper Dublin High School. And, wow. and you brought that curve up or down. Well, I don't want to brag or anything, but... <laughs> yeah, okay. But, Chuck, you know, what, I, do you, what do you got on Sirianni? Well, I, I, let me say this to you. I was just talking to Motion. I'm not sure where we're at with him. Um, and I, I would really like... Glenn, I've never really heard you speak what you really think of the guy, and I do mm-hmm. want to hear what... Okay. What Mike, what Mike thinks. Okay. Uh, I'll go first, and then Mike. And Chuck, thanks for the call. Thank Be you. well. Uh, I, listen, I... Like everybody, I had serious doubts about Sirianni, whatever, six, eight weeks into last season. He seemed uh, overwhelmed by it all. But this team really came together. Uh, I give him a lot of credit for admitting what was wrong, uh, which was you know trying to force that, that passing game. Remember that game against Dallas where they had four rushes the whole game and got destroyed? And I give him credit for being flexible. Uh, and as we learn later, kind of farming out the play calling to somebody else. I think his players really like him. I think he's a hard worker. I'm pretty sold on Sirianni. You mentioned Jonathan Gannon. I have a bigger question there. We'll talk about that more. But I'm uh, I'm gung-ho on Sirianni. Yeah, I was skeptical after week two. I thought that that loss to the 49ers where they had the four shots at the goal line and couldn't score. And the primary reason they couldn't score was, to me, his play calling. Uh, gave me pause. But as you said, Glenn, they got better as the season went along. Part of that's a function of the schedule. Part of it is just they got better. And I feel pretty good with him there. I feel like he is, at minimum, a competent NFL coach. I don't think he's going to commit the kind of mistake that is going to cost his team game after game after game. I think he's growing. I think he's good in getting better. Um, so I'm I'm more optimistic about him. And I do like, I think he's a... What was the phrase that Jeffrey Lurie liked to use? Emotional intelligence. I I think he has emotional intelligence, and I think as that's in important. don't look at Chip Kelly. Who? What? Right. <laughs> Why would you look at Chip Kelly? He didn't look yeah. at anybody else. No. He didn't look at you. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah, it was weird. Just for people who don't know, I'm going to just spend a minute here because I I had that experience. Right. Um, I used to do at that time. I did a, a weekly webcast show for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Right. So I would be down. There and I'd be down in that you know that, that Novacare dining room and stuff and just minding my own business, but you would pass him in the hall, and normally if you pass somebody in the hall, even if you don't know who they are, you just give him a nod, yeah. you give him a hello, you know, one of these, how you doing? He would look through you like you were a pane of glass. He just ghosted everybody. 
Uh, and, and, and including not, people a lot closer than us. Right, yeah. exactly. I mean, the, honestly, I think that was the primary reason uh, that Jeffrey Lurie ended up firing him. It wasn't just that they were six and nine. It was that I'm going six and nine with this guy mm-hmm. who acts like I'm not even here. Yeah. They wouldn't talk to the owner. I guess we shouldn't get offended. Yeah. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. He's Mike Sielski. I'm Glenn Mack. Now, threw a couple questions out here at the start. Love to hear your opinions on that. One is trade deadline. We found out Monday six p.m. So we are. Let me do the math. Forty eight plus fifty six. Fifty five hours and thirty nine minutes away. Um, you didn't need a slide rule or graphing calculator for nah, that or anything. I can do that. Uh, anyway, um, I'm willing. I'll trade anybody. I want to make the damn playoffs. <laughs> Mike's a little bit more reserved. He wants to hold on to a top prospect or two. What do you think? And um, just kind of general optimism about the Eagles, your thoughts on Syrian. And we're going to get into how much they are practicing or not. We're going to get into certainly discussing the quarterback. But uh, keeping it kind of open for you and introducing Mike if you want to talk to him. If you have any questions for Mike, if you've been reading him in the Inquirer, certainly Welcome you to check in. 215-592-9494. With Mike Sealski, I'm Glenn Macnow on 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.